Welcome to episode four of Adventures in New Music, the podcast where we listen to two brand spanking new albums each week. My name's Chris. And my name's Andy. And this week we talk about Lost in the Country by Trace Mountains and Melee by Dogleg. Looking forward to them. Me too. <laughs> Couple of shout outs this week to uh, to Matt and Diz who've dropped messages in at the old Gmail. You can contact us with uh, any recommendations or any reflections on our discussions at adventuresinnewmusic at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at uh, Adventures in New Music. Had, a, had a, a few new followers this week on Instagram. Yeah, thanks uh, Thanks very much to the lads from Lowrider who um, dropped us a really nice message saying that they enjoyed the podcast and very kindly gave us a shout-out and uh, made us popular in Sweden. Sweden being our third most popular, most listened to... <laughs> Sweden being... <laughs> you said it had come. <laughs> Swedish people have downloaded us. <laughs> Many times now. <laughs> yep, we're now, uh, Sweden is now our third most downloading country on our world map podcast download <laughs> stats. I don't know how to say that. No, I don't know how to say it. It's oh, a well. difficult bit, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, anyway, enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> what can I get? Woohoo, chicks get in with it. Wah, wah. That's staying in. <laughs> Okay, you ready? Yeah. So, keep him well. Yeah, uh, yeah. except uh, yesterday we made a pie, and in the pie okay. were some potatoes. And I got a bit of potato on the end of my fork, and I, I bit it, and I've gone, oh, that's too hot. And I've tried to suck a bit of air past it, and in doing so, I've sucked the oh. potato, like, right in. Bang, right at the back of my throat, proper nestled, like, corner pocket. Bang, like that. Oh. And... Um, <laughs> it really hurt, really burnt, and I immediately grabbed some water and was like, "Whoa!" And today I've woken up and it's kind of swollen, and and I feel like my voice is really fat. Oh, you can tell me it isn't if you like. It doesn't sound any different. Okay, good. But uh, yeah, that. You know, other than that, yes, keeping well. You? Um, yeah, yeah. We had a pie for tea today. Actually, it wasn't homemade butter pie. Oh, very nice. The old Catholic pie. <laughs> my. my- my personal favourite pie. Catholic pie. Mm. Delicious. That's what it's called. Is it? Because mm. that's it. I think I'm right in saying it, the butter pie originated from Preston. Cause it's uh, it, it's what they used to eat on yeah, a... Yeah, it's the only place I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's what they used to eat on a, on a Friday because you couldn't eat meat. So it's Catholic, Catholic pie. Oh, there you go. So there you go. There you go. Should we get into some music? Let's do it. What have you been listening to this week then, apart from our new albums? What have you been listening to? Do you know what I've been listening to quite a lot? Last week's album, Every Bad by uh, Porridge Radio. Oh, yeah. What do you think of it this week? Yeah, it's, it's um, I like it. I do like it a lot. I found myself sort of uh, going back to it, going back to certain songs. Mm. And it's kind of like I said in the our little chat review about it last week, I do find myself sort of gravitating towards certain lyrics and, you know, going, like, I'll, like I'll get a lyric sort of caught in my head and then go, oh, it's that song. Oh, yeah, 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 bang that on. So, yeah, I've been listening to a fair bit of that. Um, apart from that, I've just been hammering both albums that we've been listening to, that we've uh, we've picked, to be honest. Okay. I mean, what, what about yourself? Have you got anything? There's a new album by a a pretty rocking country band called Reckless Kelly. 
I don't know if I can tempt you to listen, Chris. It's, it's very country, but you know, I feel like your eyes are opening a little bit. Have you che- have you heard the new Fiona Apple album? No, but I've I've that's at number one in the uh, rate your music top one thousand at know, the moment. Everybody seems to be raving about it. I've had a couple of people text me recommendations of it. Um, oh, I might have to have a go. I, 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 yeah, I need to check that out. But uh, other than that, Lana Del Rey's album of last year. Uh, oh, Norman Juffin. No- Norman F. Rockwell. But yeah, that's such a good album. That was my album of the year last year. But uh, she's had a bit of controversy this week. It's a great album, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I really love that album. Um, and tonight, I uh, I listened to Cooler Shaker. Oh, yeah. K. Yeah. And, uh, album K. Just, just, just flitted through the singles and, and you know, 303, because I always loved that song. Mm. And uh, yeah, that brought, God, that made me feel like I was about fifteen again. Do you know what I listened to this week for the first time in ages? I listened to Reflector by Arcade Fire. Oh yeah, the album. Yeah. How do? How's um, it? How's it? Um, aged. They're a funny one, Arcade Fire. I think they're they're an incredible live band, and I think that they're in a small group collection of bands that I will always go and try and see live if they tour i'll try and get a ticket to go and see them live because mm. they put on such an incredible show but i just feel like the last few albums have been so disappointing it's like the they're almost gearing themselves up just to be a live band it's like the, each album's got each album's got maybe three absolute stonkers on there which you know are going to be brilliant live and then that's enough because all they need to do is add another three songs to the set when they yeah. play live you know what i mean so I've got to be honest with you, after the suburbs, I, I kind of lost interest mm. because Reflector was really just not on my street. Was that the one that came after the suburbs? Was Reflector? Yeah, so Refle- Reflector had that lead single, didn't it, with Bowie singing yeah. backing vocals on it, which I really like that song. I do really like that song. It's dead cool. Did you go out and get that on Record Store Day? No, but they released it at like midnight and I went to I went and got it at midnight. That was it. They released the single at midnight, yeah, like you do. But they didn't actually say it was going to be a single, or it just said Arcade Fire are releasing Reflector. Could have been an album, could have been a single, didn't know what it was. And I remember going in Action Records in Preston, and Gordon was unboxing them, and he was like, what do you think it's going to be? Even he didn't know, you know what I mean? It was like a, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool Arcade Fire thing to do. So I went in there and like paid 18 quid, got it home, and it was a single. <laughs> United. <laughs> So, if we get into um, get into our albums, Andy, let's go with your album first. So, what did you pick? Lost in the Country by Trace Mountains. Fantastic. Do you want to give us a bit of background on Trace Mountains and the album and how you came to pick it? I came across them through one of the playlists, which is like new music for you. And occasionally I, I listen to those and I, I try and check out if there's any good stuff in there, especially if my uh, potentials list is looking a bit thin. And uh, I heard the track Lost in the Country and I was really into it. It felt like a sort of Sif Jan Stevens song with a bit more of a, a beat or a groove to it. And, uh, Nice space to it, not heavy, not but not very twee, because I think Sir John Stevens can be a little bit twee. I think this is a bit twee, and I like twee, but just a little bit, a little bit of a kind of edge to it. 
Um, and I thought, yeah, this is this is for me. Um, the guy who is the the sort of the, the main yeah is it so is it our Trace Mountains is it one person it's, it's, it's a, basically a solo person. solo artist isn't it yeah a couple of collaborators doing some other other instruments and you'll have heard backing vocals and sort of slightly yeah. duet you backing vocals going on as well but a guy called Dave Benton who was in in a band called uh, basically Level Up it's LVLUP um, mm. And he, he was in that band for years and then they parted ways a couple of years ago and he moved out to, I, I love the idea of this, he moved out to a small town in upstate New York to record his, this essentially solo effort. It's almost like a Bonnie type journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really cool. And, you know, as, as I think Bonnie sort of nailed that, God, when was that, 2007 or something like that? Yeah. And, um, and that became immediately slightly cliche for heartbroken young men to go find a cabin in the woods and make yeah. make some awful music. But, but I love the Bonavir album. But just you know everything, every, <laughs> yeah. every copyist. Um, yeah. But this guy, I don't know. It doesn't sound quite so heartbroken as that. It's just like, no, I'm on a mission, and I'm gonna just get out of town and and find myself some space and do it. And I feel like the album it passes through a lot of different moods it's never particularly downbeat it's never particularly upbeat some really short songs on there some some fairly kind of spacey longer songs it's a journey i mean it clocks in it's 30 it's a 30 minute album isn't it 30 10 songs 30 minutes out 30 minute album yeah, so yeah we like that we like that yeah we we it's in and out it turned to blue that's like 1 minute and 10 and uh, yeah. i am leaving you 1 minute and 30 and there's another song that's like 2 minutes and 20 the is there's a few where he's just sort of it's he's doing that album thing that I like, which is not every song is a song almost. It's like there's there's little little movements here and there, little kind of instrumentally bits that don't have a chorus. See, I I think that's really interesting. I would say this is not conventional song structures mm-hmm. in the slightest. The way the way that I'm listening to it, it's not and I'm talking in the in the way if you're listening to this song, you are not going to get verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. It's no. what what he's doing on this album is storytelling. Yeah, yeah, I get like each It's like each song is a story. In some songs, and he does it so well, he sets up the melody, he gives you a little sort of inclination of what the melody is, and then you get a nice little instrumental break. It, it's almost like it, it plants that seed in your head very cleverly, and then you've got these really nice sort of instrumental passages there's all sorts of real wonderful instrumental stuff going on um i mean i'm, I'm just going to put it straight out there i absolutely love this album nice. i thought it was incredible i thought it was incredible um and it's one of those rare things i knew i was going to love this album about 10 seconds into it <laughs> there's just something something about it i i agree with with how quickly i i like this album because it was, I think track six is the one I'd heard into the country or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, which is the it's the title track of the album, yeah. isn't it? But when I when I rock and roll is the, is the first track on the album, and when I heard yeah. that opening little string yeah. sample, or it's probably not a sample, when that kind of synth string sound, I was like, oh, this sounds like an Eels record, and I was I was immediately <laughs> like, okay, I, I'm I'm in a bit here, I'm liking this. And yeah. then he, he kind of, you've, you've put it really nicely. He does just sort of, I don't know, present you with an outline of, of what the song's going to be like. And he, yeah, totally. he, that first verse must be like, 
two lines long, the first sort of chorus on that song must arrive after about 10 seconds. Yeah. It's like, it's like he's gone, we'll have this sample, we'll get the beat in. It's good driving beat. You're like, I'm into this. Yeah. Rock and roll, something, something, something. And then really melodic chorus and a few pace changes, a few slowdowns, speed ups, whatever, like drums drop out here and there and little points where everything just really slows down and it feels really organic and then it just picks up again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just having fun with those structures. And the fact that it's sort of 30 minutes long, I just think to me, it's 30 minutes, 10 10 songs. There's absolutely, you know, to to borrow a Sum (laughs) 41-ism, it's... uh, (laughs) It's no filler all killer. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's absolutely, there's no, you know, it, it is, there's no fat on it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. absolutely, it's bang on. It, it's every song to me um, is just an anthem. It's an, he's, he's brought his A game to every song. Wow, that's that's a really, you, it sounds like you enjoyed it even, even more than I did, to be honest. Yeah. You, like, you picked out some really good things. There's a couple of things I thought listening to it that I thought you would like. There's a track called Me and May. Yes, uh, track three, I think. And I thought that really sounded like Otis. Which... Ah, another one. That I, so I've got down. <laughs> yeah. This this reminded me of, in parts, not, not all the way through, but bit, the bits that really stuck out to me that reminded me of records from last year that I loved. Otis. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris Staples, holy moly! Yes, yes, yes. I wrote that as well. Chris Staples is all over this, or he's, yeah. he's not. But it's just like yeah. I think some of that kind of it's it's the the fairly rich instrumentation. I feel like it's it's not loud, but there's loads going on. Yeah, and then the kind of gentle storytelling vocals just works really well melody is like front and center on this album yeah totally it's not like a a a punishing kind of aggressive album it's not like riffs everywhere or 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 like really loud vocals or even you know it doesn't even sound like there's like a massive range in that in that vocal but it's just really well done yeah and and chris staples was definitely one of my uh one of my albums of the year last year as well yeah, that's a great album. Did you? Could you hear um, another one that I was? I don't know if it's his voice, but I was getting a little bit of Death Cab in there as well. Yeah, yeah, I was, and I think again that's that's part of the the musical setup on it is 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 a bit Death Cab. He does have that Ben Gibbard kind of gentle, earnest voice, yeah, and delivery. But also the the instruments on it. It's not like there's one overwhelming instrument on this it's not a guitar led album it's not a no. synth led album it's not a drum no. album it's it's like a real serve the song album yeah so i mean i listened to this album on monday and listened to it all the way through and again that's the beauty of like a 30 minute album i listened to it twice all the way through mm-hmm. um the i mean like i say i loved it within the first 10 seconds got to the penultimate song and it's got this real long fade out like the second to last song yeah absurdity yeah Yeah, yeah, so i I enjoyed that it's got this real long fade out it's almost like a false ending it feels like it should be the end of the album and it's the song is is probably fading out over about 20 to 30 seconds real slow fade out and as it's fading out i'm I'm literally turning it up going don't go (laughs) don't go you know it's like it's like you're saying goodbye to an old friend at this point you know it's like it, it it's just dropping down and then you've got that that last song which, like you said, is uh, is turn to blue. It's mm-hmm. One minute, one minute twenty. One minute like ten, that. I think it is. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a little goodbye. 
Yeah. It's like in the same way that you get... Um, I, I love albums that have... Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, for example, Melancholy has got that the little intro. Yeah, yeah. The little, it's almost like a little hello to the album, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then also you get albums with little goodbyes, uh, just like Weezer are quite good at that, just doing like a little short yeah, song at the end, a, just like a... that song Butterfly on the end of... Uh, is that on the end of Pinkerton? Yeah. Oh, it's great, that one. Yeah. yeah. And and this is it just feels like a little... It's almost like an encore in the album, just like a little goodbye. What's that Beatles album that's got Her Majesty on the end of it? Uh, Abbey Road. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it makes me think of. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think this is a really, really perfectly executed album. Mm. If it does have anything wrong with it, it's that it, it takes a little bit of figuring out. It takes a little bit of like, why Why am I, you know, it's it's not that gripping immediately. Mm. If you're not listening out for the right things, like, like sometimes you want to hear a, something that really gets you in. But actually, it did take a couple of listens before I was into it. I think, um, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. I think you would be hard pushed to play this to somebody and for them to dislike it. Yeah, it's a completely inoffensive album, and that—that's—I mean—that sounds like damning <laughs> praise, but yeah. Um, I think that is the problem, though. I think I th- yeah. I think there's that bit in <laughs> High Fidelity where Jack Black comes in and puts on Katrina and the Waves, and they were listening to Bell and Sebastian. And he was like, why are you listening to this? And he's like, I just want something I can ignore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, there was a little bit of that for me. It was like, this is completely inoffensive as an album. It's really, really lovely and really well done. And it'd be quite easy to ignore. Yeah. And I think that's my only criticism of it. And, and you know, I haven't ignored it. So maybe that's a stupid criticism. Yeah. I've listened to it. I mean, if, if, if we're absolutely nitpicking and i'm not sure i'm not even sure this is a criticism of it but what i would say is you've got 10 songs um i mean we normally do song song of the album right i'll say from the off for me song of your album take your pick between one and ten don't matter i think they're all brilliant I think really they're yeah i think they're brilliant i think they're absolutely great um but as much as i say they're absolutely great once you've stopped listening to the album it's quite hard to remember how any of them go <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah yeah so you could, and I think, and I'm not saying that as a criticism at all. I think it's more to do with what we said at the beginning, <laughs> as it's a it's a structure, it's a song structural thing. It's yeah. the fact that it hasn't got those big choruses. It hasn't got choruses mm-hmm. in a conventional way. What we would, you know, what you would think of as a chorus, and yeah. I think that's necessarily it. I can't imagine going to see Trace Isle, uh, Trace Mountain, sorry, Tracy Island. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine going to see Trace Mountains playing a gig and everyone singing along. It's not got that no. big euphoric sort of sing-along sections. No. I also think, just to sort of come back to a point that you made early on, I think it does feel quite upbeat. I think it is quite an upbeat and quite uplifting album. And that's something that with sort of deeper listens, deeper revisits of it, if you listen to the lyrics, hmm. some pretty melancholy stuff going on there. Yeah, it's quite I dark. think there's... I think there's a lot of um, heartbreak or whatever. Uh, the, the song that you said you'd heard, that The Lost in the Country, the title the title album, there's like a line uh, where he's talking about uh, checking his emails, like checking my emails twice, uh, in like in a foreign country, sat with the singer from another band while I cried and all this sort of thing. And it's, it's such a lovely song. And it's almost like you listen to it and then you just, second take, excuse me, what? Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, the lyrics don't always suit that's a very eels thing as well. 
that's, yeah that's like coming back to the hills and, and 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 to be fair a lot of the criticism i've just pointed out this band could easily be pointed at eels who are one of my favorite bands um i you know you listen to some of their stuff and just like a really lovely tune and then you get into what it's actually about and they're all about suicide and death and drug oh, overdoses yeah, yeah. and you're like oh my god this is, this is heavy stuff song benji about a dog <laughs> i hope so yeah i reckon they spelled it like it should be about a dog that bit's got a weird sort of duet yeah coming, with, coming out of nowhere female vocal like, oh, okay. yeah yeah um yeah it sounds cool though um mm, so on conclusion talking about lost in the country by trace mountains would you andy recommend this to people oh yeah for sure i mean there's that much going on here that i think there's a lot of people who like it and he, and i think also people who are fans of sort of listening deep and hearing some studio tricks and and, and clever yeah. things deep in the mix will we'll find some good stuff there it is a really deep album it's another one trick pony. It, the, the production on it's great. The drums sound awesome. It's just, it's a it's you know like it's a good feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you go for as a song? What what's your what what song would you say? I'd, I'll probably I mean, go with uh, I'll probably go with rock and roll. Um, yeah, it's because uh, I think that is one that does stick in my mind as probably like you say probably not kind of sing alongable, but it's. Um, I don't know. It's it's fun and it's an it's a good it's a good opener and a good sets out the stall for the album quite well. Rock and roll, I think, is a good enough good good a place to start as anywhere. Mm-hmm. Opening like track it. on the album, just get yeah. Opening track on the album, stick it on, and stop it when you finish track ten because it is a belter of an album. And I would definitely recommend this to people. In fact, I've been recommending it to everybody I've met this week. Have you really? Which is about three. That's people. pretty cool. Who who've you who've you met? Any anyway? you've been in isolation, right? My wife, my son, and I went for a social. <laughs> I went for, I went for a social distance run with a friend on Sunday and oh, recommended yeah. him this album. Well, there you go. So this week I watched the film yesterday. Have you seen it or heard of it? Oh yeah, I've heard of it. The Beatles one. Yeah, so it's a Danny Boyle um, and your man who wrote For Wednesday's the Funeral, Richard Curtis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Richard Curtis. Um, it's all right. It's a bit ready-salted. I think my <laughs> wife Jane enjoyed it a lot more than um, than I did. Um, bit of a rom-com. But anyway, it got me thinking, because it's always nice to hear Beatles songs, and, you know, they're done quite well in this in this film. Uh, in, in particular, there's a real good scene where they do A Day in the Life, and it, it really sort of builds up, and it, it's dead cool. Anyway... It's always great to hear Beatles songs. However, it got me thinking about Beatles songs that you don't necessarily click with. Because everybody loves the Beatles. Well, I'm pretty sure everybody loves the Beatles. But I have always had an issue with Come Together, the song. <laughs> Why? I just don't I just don't enjoy it. I just don't like it. I, don't, I find it quite a boring song. I don't know. <laughs> Do, I mean, you're a Beatles fan. Is there, yeah. have you got, is there a Beatles song that you don't like? Uh, <sighs> I'm not talking about you know I'm not talking about the the you know the the ones that are rubbish I'm talking about <laughs> is is there a song that everybody loves a Beatles song that everybody loves that just doesn't necessarily sit with you Well I always find Maxwell's Silver Hammer a bit throwaway so it's, it's a little bit annoying Like it doesn't I quite enjoy that one Well well this is the thing Do you not like, like the you know, I quite ding, like ding. It's sort of Silly. I also find the second half of Abbey Road a tiny bit annoying, and uh, uh, I tell you why. It's just because I, I, um, I, I kind of get the feeling they were trying to copy the Who with Tommy and do this kind of 
rock opera thing where every song segues into another and they just like rattle off all these tiny songs like, you know, Polythene Pam and she came in through the bathroom window and Golden Slumbers all just throw them together with, you know. And it's like, no, you, you're better than that. Mm, I don't I'm know. not having that. I'm not having that. I think I think it's a work of genius. And I think it's fa- I think it's far superior to Tommy. Um, well, it is, but they've nicked the idea. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'd be quite interested to see if any uh, listeners to the pod have got any um, any Beatles songs that they don't quite get on with. So that'd be quite cool if we get in touch and let's see if, let's see what we get. Yeah, yeah, right. Let us know Beatles songs you don't really like. Yeah. Simple as that. All right. Simple as that. Adventures in new music at gmail.com or tell us on Instagram. Hashtag Beatles are rubbish. <laughs> They're not. They're brilliant, aren't they? They are. Right. So moving on to album two for this week. Chris, it was your choice. What did you choose? So I picked Melee by Dogleg. <laughs> So, a um, little bit of background. I'd heard Fox, which is track four on the album. This was a single at the back end of last year. Um, and that's when I first heard about them. Um, mm-hmm. Dogleg, just to give you a bit of background, four-piece rock band, formed in 2015. Um, all the members met at college. In fact, well, actually, the guitarist was still at high school. So, pretty young band when they started off. Um, this is the debut album recorded at the lead singer's house and also produced by him. Pretty impressive. That's cool. Um, so to describe the album, I mean, it's um, it's emo. It's an emo album I go with. It's yeah, pretty It's pretty punky. <laughs> it's not It's not emo-like, you know. It's not eyeliner and, and, no, and no. agony, you know. It's not like super angsty emo. It's good emo. It's like the emo that I first heard of and thought it was emo, like the Get Up Kids and like Early Out the Drive-In was called emo, wasn't it? Yeah, like in yeah. Out and... yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you there. No, no, you're all right. I mean, it's this is um, an extremely energetic album. There's From the off, there's absolutely no let up. It's very fast. It's very furious. Starts off with um, track one, Kawasaki Backflip, which is uh, a massive opener. <laughs> Big old mm-hmm. smack in the face from the beginning. Two minutes, 20 seconds of verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Lyrics are exactly the same in both verses. It's just a nice... I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Can we start this again? <laughs> no. No, I'll stay in. <laughs> so this this album was on my uh, my list as well because I'd heard Kawasaki backflip and was, uh, you know, granted I hadn't analysed it uh, quite as much as, uh, as, as you probably had. Um... Otherwise, I'd have penalised it for using the same lyrics in in two verses, but uh, but I just think it's a great song. Like it's proper, it is proper energetic, and it is it's the punkier end of emo. Um, yeah, it's it's in theory it's a melodic album. Yeah, but he's just yelling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I really like that. I find that a a, a lot of fun. So, um. Where did you hear about them? What you you say you heard the single, but where'd you hear it? Did you look them up? Did you did you have your eye on them? 
So I think the single, I think, was one of the tracks of the week on KEXP, which is where I've picked up oh. on it. Um, and I enjoyed it, and I've had it sort of sat there in my music library, just waiting, sort of waiting for the album to come out, and uh, decided this would be the week. Oh, that's cool. Um, I mean, the album, just to sort of, just to get into the album, um, it's, yeah, it's Fast and Furious. It's, I'm quite conflicted about this album. I've got quite conflicted views. I really do want to like this album more than I actually do. Okay, Um, (laughs) that's interesting. There are a lot of positives about it, and Mm -hmm. it, it, it does, it starts off, Kawasaki backflip, like you say, brilliant opener, really, really good. Have you seen the video for that? No. So I checked out the video this week. It, it's great. It goes with the song really, really well. It's just basically the four of them in the band just like playing a song in a garage and just like smashing up the garage, smashing <laughs> up all the instruments, smashing up everything in the garage. Basically, think of Michael and Janet Jackson's scream on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> I was and not in the, space. Uh, I was thinking of the House of Fun in Pinocchio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is really cool. It's a really, really cool video, and it, it properly suits the song, um, and it looked like it was a lot of fun to make. And the album sounds like it was a lot of fun to make. Um, like I say, I've just got sort of... Go on. What are they? What are your reservations or your or your stumbling blocks or whatever? So I enjoy the album. I enjoy the way it starts. I enjoy the energy of it. It's great, it, you know, all the way through. But it just gets to a point that there's absolutely no let up, and I think... Mm-hmm. I just don't, I think you need a second, well, I feel like I need a second to breathe. I feel like I need a song just to have sort of like, right, can we have a bit of a time out here? It's all very, you know, just give me something something that's less than 165 beats per minute just for a couple of minutes. And then it sounds like you get that. So you get Cannonball, right? 6-8, really, really cool song, really cool riff, Mm -hmm. nice feel. And then you just get these fancy drums coming in. It just like really unsettles the vibe for me. It, I, <laughs> I don't know. It, the thing is, again, like right, being a drummer myself, the the drummer in this band is incredible. He's absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Like, he's playing some really, really tasty stuff. Uh, and in pretty much every song, there's something that he does, and I go, "Whoa, what is that? What's he done there?" But is it necessary? <laughs> <laughs> So this this kind of conflicts with the way we were talking about Chase Mountain um, before. So that was very much orchestrated so that every instrument seemed to serve the song. Do you feel yeah. that actually what we've got here is is we got someone who's guilty of overplaying? No, I don't know. It just, <laughs> I don't want to go that far, but it, it doesn't. Sometimes it takes away. Sometimes it mm. unsettles the song for me. It takes away. Now mm. they're obviously incredible musicians i mean yeah i mean musically there's a lot of interesting stuff doing here so it's not like you listen to it and it's not just like paint by numbers punk emo yeah. there's some really interesting stuff wrist mm-hmm. the song wrist has got a descending yeah. key change in it i mean who, who does that yeah yeah do you know what i mean uh, yeah and, and, and it's there's some really interesting stuff going on timing wise there's some really really interesting yeah. stuff going on um so it's I would I would never say that it's being overplayed, that the stuff is being overplayed. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes stuff sticks out a little bit and enjoys uh, and, and takes away from my enjoyment of the album. Yeah. I feel like for me that was that was kind of part of their sound. Yeah. 
I remember listening to albums like, I don't know, No Effects albums, and it's like, bang, one song after another, after another, and you don't get any kind of let up. Yeah. Except, except you sort of do, you get like a comedy song, or you get something that's scar, and it's yeah. almost like a little bit of a disappointment to disrupt the flow of that kind of brutal energy. But but I was sort of younger then and wanted to hear it. And I think that is part, maybe part of the problem, because yeah. this is, you know, let's not beat around the bush. We are not the target audience for this band <laughs> and this and this album. Twenty years ago, yeah, yeah, maybe when, like you say, when we're when we're getting into at the driving and you know, then we yes, we would have been absolutely been the target audience, and maybe that's maybe that is part of it. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe it's just part of that. Um, it might be. Oh, it's sad though, isn't it? Oh, no. yeah. It feel it feels. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, but that said, I mean, this is, I am really conflicted about this album and I, I don't want to say too much because I kind of feel like I'm going to come back in two weeks and go, I love this album or come back and go, I can't stand that album. You know I mean? <laughs> it, could, it could go either way. I listened to this today. I've listened to this album twice mm. and I've changed my mind on what I'm going to say a couple of times through listening to it another couple of times just before we've done this this recording. God, I don't think you should ever listen to this album again. I think this should go down as exactly what you think of this album yeah and then put it to bed Do you think? done yeah yeah let 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 it go let it go um what what's your thoughts on it uh i'm a little bit similar in that i think i i want to love it more i want to get into it more than i have mm. there are a lot of clever things going on but in terms of what makes each song stand out from the next yeah you're kind of looking at well what was the clever thing they did in that song oh yeah oh they did oh they went six eight in that and they started with a really slow riff and that was really cool or there's like a pace change in that song that i really like god what was a prom hell i think is a great song that's probably yeah. my favorite song on the album and it's that's just second got like track that. isn't it it's got that crazy sort of snare stuff that i was messaging you about earlier and it was just yeah. like well what's he doing there and you know every time i listen to that song I'm, I'm kind of listening out for that and i think that's really clever Granted, it's like a, a slow, quiet bit of of the song, but the drummer's probably working his absolute socks off just trying yeah, to get yeah, that, big time, that in big there. Time. And it's like, well, you could just you could just play play quieter or play slower or play <laughs> less or play nothing. Yeah, um, but he's not. He's just playing a really complicated thing quite quietly. Mm. And I get that he may be overplaying, but I think for me, I was starting to listen out for the the bit where it does explode in your face and you're like whoa yeah, yeah. here he comes <laughs> and that's and that's cool in itself and that is cool which is why i'm so hesitant to say it's, it's not necessarily a criticism for mm-hmm. me personally it was just in certain parts was just sticking out a little bit mm-hmm. and no i get that I unsettling get that. me as a middle-aged listener <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, we should caveat every response to uh, to an album yeah. as those of middle-aged listeners so yeah. we're talking about dog leg and their album melee um would you recommend this album to other people do you know what yes i would recommend this album to other people but i would recommend them to like 17 18 year old drum pupils of mine mm-hmm. who are who are into punky stuff that yeah. that's who I'd recommend them to. I recommend them to like sort of high school, college age kids who who like this sort of thing. Um, yeah. Recommending them to a friend, like a, a a peer who's the same age, probably not, 
because no. they might think I was having a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might think I was going to start wearing caps back to front and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, man. I would love to see them live. And, and I, d- I think I would not be surprised if seeing them live completely changed my mind. Or, yeah. it, you know, it, it pulls me one way. Because I, I could see this being incredible live. I really... Yeah. Have you seen any videos of them on YouTube playing live? I haven't actually, no. I mean, I mean they it, look great from the photos. They look like a band who are going to throw themselves around and not care about it. Yeah, anything. I mean, the videos on YouTube of them playing, it's like their gigs look like a massive frat party. It's just, That's <laughs> essentially what it is. You know what I mean? It's like it's going off. Beers getting thrown all over the place. The band are in the crowd. You, you, know, that, you know, you can tell that by listening to the album. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and I think it will be amazing to watch from a safe distance. Yeah, and and then from you know from picturing that, I mean it'd be very hard for a drummer to ease off at any point. I mean that's like totally. adrenaline drumming, isn't it? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just full on. I'm I'm at a house party. There's no stage. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to keep the noise going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, like I say, bit conflicted about this one this week. Um, mm. I'm also not sure I'm 100 percent on board with the singer's voice. No, I mean it doesn't. It doesn't have another. It, it's only got one gear, and it's yeah. Like, it's it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's not poli- particularly melodic. But that's the thing. It's brilliant for four mm-hmm. songs. Hmm. And then it's yeah. I don't know. No, I know what you mean. And and it's like the, the you know, if we're being really critical, the guitar work on it is like it's perfect for what it's got to do. But it doesn't do very much. Mm. you know there's no you got your octaves which is what you you know what you expect from emo kind of sliding up and down a little bit and um and another guitarist playing the chords and yeah musically you've got you've got pretty much a virtuoso drummer yeah oh god we're really doing a downer on this one now well i mean it's hugely uh it's got a massive critical response hasn't it i mean like the critics love this album really if you look at reviews they are all over it so mm. a, a couple of a couple of bozos bozos from the bridges aren't <laughs> new, uh, <laughs> bozos from the bridges new name for the podcast but Sorry. you know that's not going to impact them in the slightest but um yeah they're obviously doing something right you know and to be fair i, I mean you'd be pretty proud of this as a debut album Oh my god, yeah. I mean, when you think of some of the stuff that people turn out that's sort of hampered by pressures or, or or record company expectations or whatever, this is this is pure unadulterated energy. I just yeah, think it's, yeah, it's superb for what it is. I think yeah, and, and any criticism is probably it's 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 not really deserved. It's just nitpicking. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what these guys come up with in years to come. Actually, I think yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Do you think it was unnecessary to have the strings at the end of the album? Yes. Yeah, I, d- I wasn't sure what was going on with those strings at the album. It a <laughs> l- l- little bit irritating. It's almost like saying we we are pretty good musically. <laughs> we, let's put some strings on at the end just to show everybody we can we can bang together a nice little <laughs> string arrangement. <laughs> it feels a little bit out of place. It feels a bit out of place. I reckon one of them had the ambition of, um, you know, I've always wanted an album that ended like that. It's like, oh, God, but it doesn't f- sound like anything else. It's like, yeah, but please. Yeah. This might be our only album. Maybe they should have just kept that until they could have afforded a full orchestra to record it then. Maybe. They will, though. 
You yeah. keep your eye on these boys. They're, oh, I would not going be, places. I would not be surprised in the slightest if the this band goes massive. I really would not be surprised. Yeah, I can see that. That was this week's albums. Mm-hmm. We were we we today we've been talking about Melee by Dogleg. And Lost in the Country by Trace Mountains. Join us next week when we'll be talking about my album, St. Cloud, by Waxahachie. Very nice. And my album, Devotion, by Margaret Glasby. We've not said what songs we listen to. Oh, we haven't, no. But what song have you listened to off Waxahachie? I've listened to track two, Can't Do Much. Very nice. And I've listened to track five, Stay With Me. Wicked. Can't wait to listen to him. All right. Cheers, Christopher. Thank you very much. Have a lovely week. Get those albums and have a listen to them before next week. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to Adventures in New Music with Chris and Andy. If you enjoyed it, please like and subscribe to the podcast and tell all your mates. Find us on Instagram, Adventures in New Music, and contact us with any recommendations or anything you'd like to say about this week's discussion, adventuresinnewmusic at gmail.com.